Chapter 44 of The Golden Silence This is the LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading done by Jules Harlock of Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. The Golden Silence by Alice Muriel and Charles Norris Williamson Chapter 44 Stephen rode back with his Arab companion to the desert city where Neville waited. He had gone to the Zoea alone with the guide, because Neville had thought it well, in case of emergencies, that he should be able to say, I have a friend in Oed Tolga who knows where I am and is expecting me. Now he was coming away, thwarted for the moment, but far from hopeless. It is a four hours' ride among the dunes between the Zoea and the town, for the sand is heavy and the distance is about seventeen miles. The red wine of sunset was drained from the cups of the sand hollows, and the shadows were cool when Stephen saw the minaret of the town mosque and the crown of the old watchtower, pointing up like a thumb and finger of a buried hand. Soon after, he passed through the belt of black tents which at all seasons encircled Oed Tolga as a girdle encircles the waist of a Oled Niel, and so he rode into the strange city. The houses were crowded together, two with one wall between, like Siamese twins, and they had the pale yellow-brown color of honeycomb in the evening light. The roughness of the old, old bricks made of baked sand gave an effect of many little cells, so that the honeycomb effect was intensified, and the sand which flowed in small rippling waves round the city, and through streets narrow and broad, was of the same honey-yellow as the houses, except that it glittered with gypsum under the kindling stars. Among the bubbly domes and low square towers, vague in the dimming light, bunches of palms in hidden gardens nodded over crumbling walls, like dark plumes on the crowns of the dancing women. In the marketplace was a little hotel, newly built, the only French thing in Oed Tolga, except the military barracks, the Bureau Arab, and a gurgling artesian well which a French officer had lately completed. But before Stephen could reach the marketplace and the hotel, he had to pass through the quarter of the dancing girls. It was a narrow street, which had low houses on either side, with a balcony for every mean window. Dark women leaned their elbows on the palm-wood railings and looked down, smoking cigarettes and calling across to each other. Other girls sat in lighted doorways below, each with a candle guttering on a steep step of her bare staircase, and in the street walked silent men with black or brown faces, whose white burnouses flowed round their tall figures like blowing clouds. Among them were a few soldiers, whose uniforms glowed red in the twilight, like the cigarette ends pulsing between the painted lips of the Oed Nails. All that quarter reeked with the sweet, wicked smell of the east, and in the Moorish cafe at the far end, 
the dancing music had begun to throb and whine mingling cries of love and death with the passion of both but there was no dancing yet for the audience was not large enough the brilliant spiders crouched in their webs awaiting more flies for caravans were coming in across that desert sea which poured its yellow billows into the narrow street and in the market-place camel-drivers only just arrived were cooking their suppers they would all come a little later into this quarter to drink many cups of coffee and to spend their money on the dancers as stephen went by on horseback the girls on the balconies and in the doorways looked at him steadily without smiling but their eyes sparkled under their golden crowns or scarlet headkerchiefs and glittering veils behind him and his guide followed a procession of boys and old men with donkeys loaded with dead palm branches from the neighboring oasis and the dry fronds made a loud swishing sound but the dancers paid no attention and appeared to look through the old men and children as if they did not exist in the market-place were the tired camels kneeling down looking gloomily at their masters busy cooking supper on the sand negro sellers of fruit and fly embroidered lumps of meat or brilliant colored pottery and cheap bright stuffs were rolling up their wares for the night in red and purple rags or tattered matting beggars lingered hoping for a stray dry date or a coin before crawling off to secret dens and two deformed dwarfs in enormous turbans and blue coats claimed power as marabouts chanting their own praises and the praises of allah in high cracked voices as stephen rode to the hotel and stopped in front of the arcade which shaded the ground floor neville and another man sprang up from the chairs pushed back against the white house wall by jove legs i'm glad to see you neville exclaimed heartily what news nothing very great so far i'm sorry to say much as we expected stephen answered and as he spoke he glanced at the stranger as if surprised that neville should speak out before him the man wore the smart uniform of a chasseur d'afrique he was quite young not over thirty-four and had a keen brave face as stephen could see by the crude light of a lamp that was fixed in the wall but the large gray eyes somewhat pale in contrast with deep sunburn were the eyes of a poet rather than those of a born soldier i must introduce you and captain sabine to each other neville went on in french as stephen got off his horse and it was led away by the arab he's staying at the hotel he and i have been talking about the zoea and the marabout the upshot of our conversation will astonish you i feel sure when you hear it you will think we can talk freely about our business to captain sabine stephen said something polite and vague he was interested of course but would have preferred to tell his adventures to neville alone monsieur Kiard and i made acquaintance and have been chatting all the afternoon volunteered sabine to begin with we find we have many friends in common in algiers 
also he knows relations of mine who have spoken of me to him so it is almost as if we had known each other longer he tells me that you and he are searching for a young lady who has disappeared that you have followed here a man who must know where she is that in the city you lost track of the man but heard he had gone on to the zoea that this made you hope the young lady was there with her sister whose husband might perhaps have some position under the marabout i told him these things because i thought as captain sabine's been sinking an artesian well near the zoea he might have seen miss ray if she were there no such luck he hasn't seen her however he's given me a piece of information which makes it just about as sure she is there as if he had you shall have it from him but first let me ask you one question did you get any news of her no i heard nothing does that mean you saw no i'll tell you later but anyhow i went into the zoea almost certain she was there and that she had seen me coming that was a good start because of course i had very little to go on there was only a vague hope i asked for the marabout and they made me send a visiting card quaint in the desert then they kept me moving about a while and insisted on showing me the mosque at last they took me to a hideous reception room with a lot of good and vile things in it mixed up together the marabout came in wearing the black mask we'd heard about a fellow with a splendid bearing and fine eyes that looked at me very hard over the mask they were never off my face we complimented each other in french then i said i was looking for miss ray an american girl who had disappeared from algiers and had been traced to the zoea where i had reason to believe she was staying with a relative from her own country a lady married to some member of his staff i couldn't give him the best reason i had for being sure she was there as you'll see when i tell you what it was but he said gravely that no european lady was married to anyone in the zoea that no american or any other foreign person male or female was there in the guest-house were one or two arab ladies he admitted who had come to be cured of maladies by virtue of his power but no one else his denial showed me that he was in the plot to hide miss ray that was the one thing i wanted to know so i saw that the best thing for her would be for me to pretend to be satisfied if it hadn't been for what happened before i got to the zoea gates i should almost have been taken in by him perhaps he had such an air of noble impeccable sincerity but just as i dipped down into a kind of hollow on the zoea side of the river something was thrown from somewhere unluckily i couldn't be sure where i'd been looking up at the roofs behind the walls but i must have had my eyes on the wrong one if this thing fell from a roof as i believe it did it was a little bundle done up in a handkerchief and i saw it only as it touched the ground about a dozen yards in front then i hurried on as you may be sure hoping it was meant for me to grab the thing before anyone else could appear and lay hands on it 
Well, luckily I'd outridden the guide. I made him think afterward that I'd jumped off my horse to pick up the whip, which I'd dropped for a blind, in case of spying eyes, tied up in the silk handkerchief, an Arab-looking handkerchief, was a string of amber beads. Do you remember the beads Miss Ray bought of Miss Sobey's and wore to her house? I remember she had a handsome string of old prayer beads. Is this the one? Stephen took the handkerchief and its contents from his pocket, and Neville examined the large, round lumps of gleaming amber, which were somewhat irregular in shape. Captain Sabine looked on with interest. I can't be sure, Neville said reluctantly. Well, I can, Stephen answered with confidence. She showed it to me in your garden. I remember a fly in the biggest bead, which was clear, with a brown spot and a clouded bead on either side of it. I had the necklace in my hand. Besides, even if I weren't as certain as I am, who would throw a string of amber beads at my feet? if it weren't someone trying to attract my attention in the only way possible it was as much as to say i know you've come looking for me if you're told i'm not here it's false i was a good long way from the gates but much nearer to a lot of white roofs grouped behind the high walls of the zoea than i would have been in riding on closer to the gates Unfortunately, there are high parapets to screen anyone standing on the roofs. And anyhow, by the time the beads were thrown, I was too low down in the hollow to see even a waved hand or handkerchief. Still, with that necklace in my pocket, I knew pretty well what I was about in talking with the marabout. You thought you did, said Neville, but you'd have known a lot more if only you could have made captain sabine's acquaintance before you started stephen looked questioningly at the frenchman perhaps it would be better to speak in english suggested sabine i have not much but i get on and the kitchen windows are not far away our good landlord and his wife do not cook with their ears i was telling your friend that the marabout himself has a european wife who is said to be a great beauty these things get out i have heard that she has red hair and skin as white as cream that is also the description which mr kiard gave me of the young lady seeking a sister it makes one put two and two together does it not by jove exclaimed stephen he and neville looked at each other but neville raised his eyebrows slightly he had not thought it best at present to give the mystery of cassim ben halim as he now deciphered it into a french officer's keeping it was a secret in which france would be deeply perhaps inconveniently interested a little later the interference of the french might be welcome but it would be just as well not to bring it in prematurely or separately from their own personal interests i wish to heaven stephen went on I'd known this when I was talking to the fellow, and yet I'm not sure it would have made much difference. We were deadly polite to each other, but I hinted in a veiled way that, if he were concealing any secret from me, the French authorities might have something to say to him. 
I was obsequious about the great power of Islam in general, and his in particular, but I suggested that France was the upper dog just now. Maybe his guilty conscience made him think I knew more than I did. I hope he expects to have the whole power of France down on him, as well as the United States, which I waved over his head, Miss Ray being an American. Of course, I remembered your advice, Neville, and was tactful, for her sake, for fear anything should be visited on her. I didn't say I thought he was hiding her in the Zoea. I put it as if I wanted his help in finding her. But naturally he expects me back again, and we must make our plans to storm the fortress and reduce it to subjection. There isn't an hour to waste, either, since this necklace and Captain Sabine's knowledge have proved to us that she's there. Too bad we didn't know it earlier, as we might have done something decisive in the beginning. But now we do know, with Captain Sabine's goodwill and introduction, we may get the military element here to lend a hand in the negotiations. A European girl can't be shut up with impunity, I should think, even in this part of the world. And the Marybout has every reason not to get in the bad books of the French. He is in their very best books at present, said Sabine. He is thought much of. The peace of the southern desert is largely in his hands. My country would not be easily persuaded to offend him. It might be said in his defense that he is not compelled to tell strangers if he has a European wife, and her sister arrives to pay her a visit. Arab ideas are peculiar, and we have to respect them. I think my friend and I must talk the whole matter over, said Stephen, and then, perhaps, we can make up our minds to a plan of action we couldn't have taken if it weren't for what you've told us about the marabout and his European wife. I am glad if I have helped, Sabine answered, and, rather wistfully, I should like to help further. End of chapter 44